Hello, everyone. Um, Jamie Flinchball, uh, author of People Solve Problems and also host of the podcast by the same name. And today we're here with Jim Hunsinger. How are you doing, Jim? Good, Jamie. Great to be here with you. Yeah, glad to have you. We've known each other a long time. We've talked about a lot of things. Yeah. So for uh, for for background for Jim, Jim's the the founder president of of Lean Lean Frontiers, uh, who puts on a plethora of different summits, conferences, content with pretty much every name in the book uh, or on front of books <laughs> um, uh, in 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 the Lean community, including yours, of course, including mine. Yes, yes. I yeah. I like to say I've I was at your very first Lean Accounting Summit. I was at your I, I was at several first summits um and then a few you know a few that yeah. followed but i still remember when we got to to really chat at the very first lean accounting summit in, in dearborn right so um and he's got a, a background in, in manufacturing and engineering and the lean enterprise and and i'll have to say from a from a, a personality standpoint really respect your approach to research you you take almost nothing at surface value, not that you don't trust it, but you want to understand what's behind it. And that that depth of research that you is really inspiring. Um, and so I think today, you know, because you've you've got to see just about everybody on stage and thankfully you have a great team around you. So you can be in the room when a lot of the speakers are are talking and you get to hear their content. And so so let me just talk about three summits that you host, the, the TWI Summit, uh, Training Within Industry, uh, Kodakon, is it still called Kodakon? Yeah, um, Kodakon Summit, we like also have the, the pet name, which is Kodakon, but we end up using that more in its actual name. Right, then it's actually, okay, so the Kata Summit, and then the the, the Lean Coaching Summit as well, yeah. which again, I'm pleased to be at the, the first one of those. So those are those are all topics that, that interplay with 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 problem solving in one way or another, uh, so I just thought maybe you could you could give me your first thoughts on on how each of those topics does intersect, overlap, feed into problem solving. Yeah, and it's kind of I'll, I'll get to this. It's kind of interesting because there's there's another intersection kind of going on with them, but we'll get to that. So yeah, the TWI Summit Training Within Industries is um, goes through about and for those who aren't familiar with it, it was a uh, program that was developed during World War II to help ramp up production uh, in the United States. Um, it actually even has a long history that goes back very well uh, prior to World War II. Um, but it was a big success. It was deployed um, ar around the globe post-World War II, and particularly to Japan. And one of the companies that uh, really globbed onto it was Toyota. And their um, um, uh, standard work in Kaizen really is derived out of what they did successfully with TWI. So it's really about taking those and really TWI are these skills, they're really teaching these skills of um, how to train people, uh, how to make improvements, job methods, how to train people, job instruction. And uh, they sometimes they say leadership or job relations. And all those are, try, are about how do you get the skill to resolve problems? Right? How do you resolve the problem of bad training? How do you resolve the problem of you need to make improvements? And improvements where you don't necessarily need engineers you can make with the people out on the shop. And the other one is job relations is, um, you know, people problems. First, how do you intercept those before they become a big problem? And then also how you deal with those problems. And, and the TWI are, is based on the scientific method. They're all four steps based on the scientific method. And then there's the Kata Summit that came along a number of years later with the work and research by Mike Rother 
uh, around particularly the improvement kata and the coaching kata. The interesting thing with it, it's really kind of taken off on, on its own. It's even a pretty strong community within the lean community and even mm -hmm. outside the lean community. But what's interesting about it, it's as Mike researched it and, and basically observed these patterns of behavior that uh, Toyota or Toyota-ish uh, companies were using, he developed what he called called uh, kata. It wasn't something that came out of Toyota, it's something kind of he called it because kata means like this repeating pattern of practice and he observed. Now, the interesting thing about it is he was re researching it. It's none of those companies really did it the same Right. But he did have to develop a way to articulate it to everybody, a you know, more prescriptive pattern. And uh, uh, tying it to TWI, a lot of those behavioral patterns that he observed, you know, years later, decades later, that he describes as kata, came out of behavioral patterns that are derivatives of the TWI. And then, as you mentioned, the other one. So, of course, it's about, you know, you know Mike doesn't like to say solving problems, of course, but about challenges. How do you get, how do you resolve get through, meet challenges. And then the other one we have is the Lean Coaching Summit. It's been around for a while. It came about just um, in the Lean community, there's a lot of different coaching practices for different reasons, good reasons and all that. And for a number of years, John Shook and I, when he was at the at the Lean Enterprise Institute, we talked a lot about that. There's mm -hmm. aspects in TWI around coaching. Certainly there's the coaching kata and just other coaching, you know, coaching horizontal, coaching vertically, and a lot of things going on. So we just kind of developed the ideas for Lean Community, why don't we why don't we do something a summit where we kind of bring a lot of those things together, just again so to expose the people, to let them learn, and hopefully they can go out and do things with it. So, all those are involved directly and indirectly with problem solving or challenges or how do you make improvements, um, and all through basically teaching skills. How do you just skill the TWI methods? the skill of the kata coaching and improvement and also just coaching in of itself. And that's also a skill to develop and become a good coach as well. So that's really the skills, the set of skills. Yeah. And I, I think just to, to pull on a little thread there, you talk about things where they don't use the word problem solving, but it is inherently what you're trying to do, right? So leadership, you're trying to, you know, job relations, you're trying to solve people problems before they become problems or as soon as they do, right? You're yeah. trying to close a gap from what should be- Close the gap. To, to what is. Overcome challenges. Well, that's just a, you know, another word for a problem, right? And, and I, I find it interesting that, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that are a form of problem solving. And I don't care if problem solving is the meta word or not, but we don't often recognize that they are in fact the same thing. Right, that there, yeah. there's a similar pattern, and and as you said, underneath all of it, sort of the scientific method that that yes. that fed all of that. Um, so you know, a, a little bit just on that thread around why why people don't see what they're doing as problem solving. Do you have any thoughts as to why that might be? Why 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 when we talk about job relations, do they see it as oh no, I'm doing frontline leadership. That's not problem solving. Why is it so hard for people to, to see the connections between these ideas? You know, you know, I don't know, as you're saying, I'm thinking that sounds like a good research for somebody to do is why, why, <laughs> why, why do we in industry have a, have a hard time with the very question you're asking? Um, I think I, part of and this is just be my speculation. Part of what I think is, you know, problem. So it just seems like it's a very negative thing, articulating it some of those other ways, like what's our challenge, you know, that's, you know, 
that's not quite so negative. It's a little raw. There's nothing wrong with that. I think to maybe to get people motivated and not just good God, we'd have nothing but problems. Although you've worked in the industry enough, you know, gee, kind of all we have is, is a whole bunch of different problems of different, different levels, different types and so forth. So it's probably just maybe more nomenclature to, to uh, differentiate, to not be negative, to, to, because there are different aspects to problem solving, mm-hmm. you know, uh, different methods to different aspects, you know, like it could be a people problem, could be a machine problem, could be a, a supply chain problem. Um, so probably my, my speculation would be around that just to make it a little more positive and to broaden it a little bit more just because there is such a variety of problems and issues or challenges we, we need to resolve in, in business, no matter what the business is. Yeah. And, and I don't think we need to converge on a single, you know, ideology for certain. In fact, yeah. I think that's harmful, but but the uh, but but being able to learn from one domain to the next and is is sort of a missed opportunity in 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 a lot of ways. So um, so so as you as you see these these skills develop, um, you know, talk to me a little bit. You know, there's a lot of ways to teach skills right? or a lot of ways to learn skills, right? There's there's coaching, there's practice, right? So I know in the in the Kata community, there's a strong emphasis on practice, there's training, yep. um, there's certification, which is just training with, you know, some validation of the back end. Um, does it matter? Does the approach matter uh, to develop these, these skills and capabilities? Is it depend on the, on the category or the type? Because um, again, you've seen, you've seen a lot of it and a lot of the different approaches. Does the, does the, does the approach matter? I, I, um, I think so. And I think, um, I think there's certainly different approaches and in, in me saying this, I don't mean, you know, it's being narrow like that, but I think the, but you mentioned practice. I think practice is, is key to any of this is the more times you practice. That's, that's also an, an aspect, not the only aspect, but aspect of where coaching is important. So not only to practice, but to practice and at times practice with a coach, giving you feedback. You know, feedback loops. And I've, I've done that myself a variety of ways. You can have somebody that's, you know, like a higher level or somebody that's more skilled that's a coach. I've also done it where I've done it with peers where we, you know, in a way we kind of coach each other. And sometimes it could literally be just be happening simultaneously as they're coaching me as I'm coaching them. And a lot of it from asking questions, you know, the whole questioning, humble inquiry stuff on asking questions. And certainly from a mentoring, uh, coaching, you know, Toyota-ish standpoint is through, you know, asking questions. You don't want to solve it for them because sometimes a coach doesn't know how to but ask questions to get them to think it through, to try it, to rethink their experiment, to run it and ask questions again. But I think it's the practice is the key thing. And there's a huge variety of ways to practice uh, any of these skills, you know, any individual, any individual one of them, um, whether it's a coaching TWI or the Kata. But I think practice, just like anything, anything in order to come better at it, you need to practice. Yep. No, and, and that's, uh, I, I, I never remember what I have in the book and what I left out. Um, it's, I don't like to go back and read my own stuff. So I, I just tend to forget, but uh, there's a phrase we use in coaching soccer, which I did for a long, long time, uh, which is the game is the best teacher. And, yeah. and the idea is don't, don't overscript your teaching, let the game teach people, let, let them interact with the game in a way that allows them to learn and 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 I, that's sort of similar to practice, right? There's nothing that's going to be be deliberate, you know, that sort of deliberate practice. Um, 
and 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 the coaching you know i want to come back to the coaching and a little bit about your your coaching summit um but the coaching is really just to help accelerate the learning out of your practice and make sure that that's happening i when i originally outlined the book i i thought of including coaching as you know i have a section on the role of the leader so i'm like okay well one of the roles of the leader is to coach so let me make that a chapter in the in the section on the role of the leader and the, the more I thought about it, it's just I had so much I wanted to say about coaching. It became its own section of the book. Um, yeah. And, and so ultimately, I had a I did have a lot to say about that. But, but what's interesting is that while TWI started with a body of knowledge that goes back decades before the TWI summit existed, and Mike rather wrote, you know, Toyota Kata before Kata Summit existed. There was sort of an yeah. established you know, way to do things. Coaching, that's not true. There was no one way. There's no one book. There was, there was just, yeah, this problem's important. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on maybe over the many years of the coaching summit and how that's evolved from a content standpoint. Have you seen uh, the, the methods, the mindset, the approach to coaching evolve through the, the many years of the Lean Coaching Summit? I'd say, you know, partially, certainly, yes. I mean, just through time, things evolve. But I'd say maybe the thing I've noticed more so is uh, what resonates with it is, is the need. What, what's the need? Understanding, defining the need. And um, that will help give guidance to, you know, how do we need to go about our coaching? What, you know, where do we need to coach? How do we need to coach? Who do we need to coach? Um, what, what's, what's important with it? And it's really a lot like... Um, um, from, from doing lean stuff. We just, we shouldn't do lean for the sake of doing lean. We should do lean because we have a particular business need, business strategy we want to fulfill, and that should give us guidance on, so, you know, what do we do? How do we prioritize it? Same thing, I think, really in a business anyway, with coaching is around that. What is our need? What are we trying to accomplish? So how can we best direct the coaching, the coaching need of that need in order to be more successful? Because all we want to be successful with all this stuff. So, and you mentioned a little bit earlier when you're talking, you said deliberate practice. Same thing with all these, as we practice all these, we need to have deliberate practice. You know, what, what are we trying to accomplish with it? We don't want to do j- job instruction just for the sake of doing job instruction. We want to be resolving a problem or resolving a challenge or something where we have a gap. That's probably the way somewhere we have a gap and we've identified it. And is this the best countermeasure for that particular gap in order to meet those needs? Mm-hmm. So being deliberate about all this stuff is very important. Of course, you need to, uh, you know, observe, understand, communicate, get feedback, all those types of things in order to develop that, just like you would with a strategy. Yeah. No, I think starting with need is a is an important aspect for any journey. I think this is one of the reasons that I I push back on those that want to copy Toyota as much as they do, is Toyota's journey was based on their needs, and I don't know what your needs are, but they're probably different, right? And and, and so yes. you know we we've got to go we've got to build from need, um, and and so let me take that back to coaching, and sort of the the approach to coaching, uh, the style, the method, whatever that might be, that can change based on the situation, not just the topic, right, but based on the situation yeah. with the who you're coaching, all the things that come along with that. Um, you know, what, what are your thoughts on, on how, how flexible your coaching approach should be or how it might 
might shift over time. I think I think it certainly needs to be flexible. And I guess I'd say this, and I, I've said this with actually for years ago, started saying this with TWI, Cotter rolls into it. And I even say coaching. Coaching is probably a little more uh, floaty, but not quite <laughs> as stringent, but but I think the same thing applies. And I always said this originally, if you're if you're not using TWI the same in three months, that's a problem. Yeah. If you're using TWI the same and put in co coaching or caught in there too, if you're not, if you're using TWI the same in three years, that's a problem. So you, you need to, you need to practice, 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 practice in order to learn the skill. So you get the skill down, you have the skill, but then as you develop and get experience with it, you'll, um, you should develop and evolve it. The fundamentals will stay the same, but how you utilize it, because your needs going to change your circumstance, your experience Will, will change and sh you should utilize it. One guy I know that was with the TWI, I guess, community very early on, um, years later, he said, uh, uh, you know, he and one of the early practitioners with it, he said, you know, um, years later, he was using it for engineering projects. And he goes, you know, when we first started out, I could have never grasped how this would have ever worked for the, the engineering projects. He was, he was a, a, a product engineer, engineering projects. But he said years later, with all this experience and as he utilized and, exper and experimented with it, he goes, now, I, I don't know how I would do it without him. So that, mm -hmm. that's that's a good example of that is yeah. it will change and evolve. But you want to make sure you get the fundamentals down, the practice or the, the skill. And then as you practice and apply it to different projects, um, challenges or whatever, you'll learn and you should be able to evolve it. It'll, you'll be able to do more with it. You'll be able to increase I like to say increase magnitude and velocity with it. Yeah. I, and, I love and then just not use an individual. If you can get your organization to do that and you have all your people doing that, just not as individuals, but as a group of people or how they interact. Again, that's part of why Toyota's success. They've been able to do that. So they just, they do it instinctively. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to catch up with them because they're moving with such a magnitude and velocity with their, you know, their whole functionality with their, their skills and, and methods for solving problems and challenges. Yeah, I love whole that. Continuous improvement thing. Right. Yeah. We continuous improvement on your problem solving, on your methods, on your management system, all of those things. You know, it can't stay. And they're doing back. it naturally. They're doing it naturally. So, in a way, that's this culture we want to get, but it's evolved organically and naturally. So, the culture is just there as a result. They didn't make. They didn't make this culture directly. They utilize these skills and develop them over time. And then that permeated up to this culture that we kind of look from the outside in and go how the heck they do that yeah and that's what's really hard to copy right that's why you've got to yeah you got yes. to build it your own um as you go forward so so i'll ask you one last uh this is an unfair question maybe you don't want to reveal too much about lean frontier strategy um but uh, do you think there'll be a, a problem solving summit in the future for lean frontiers well kind of yes and no <laughs> um probably would be that direct with problem solving but that's one thing i mentioned as we started here is really as these things there's really kind of been a convergence with them and the re and part of the reason of the convergence because if you if you look at the history of them and the organic history of them it's well because they really kind of somewhat evolved out of the same source and i don't mean toyota no you mean scientific method just these skills to give people the ability to solve problems to do things to expand so one thing we're looking at doing and it is important because you have people that are doing TWI, you have people who are doing Kata, you have people who are doing coaching. And I will pull Toyota into this. 
well, they do all those, but they do all those like this mm -hmm. right. to the point where you almost can't pull them apart. So that's one thing that we are working on is coming up to summit where how do these things interplay with, with each other? How do you, how do you, how do you go, you know, like the, 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 um, a lot of times, again, I'll refer to Toyota, they'll go, in this circumstance, what do you do? And they always say, well, it depends. Right. Because it depends on the circumstance. It depends on the need. depends on the, um, you know, one thing with the Ono Circle, go observe so you can figure out the current condition, what's, what's going on, and then you'll be able to, then you'll, you'll know what the depend, then it'll tell you what the depends is. It'll right. give you the guidance on on uh, on what you should do, and that's where the experience and practice comes in. As you get more experience and practice in, that's you'll be able to step in that situation and evaluate it much more quickly, and be be more uh, with your deliberateness, be more uh, more accurate with it. And yeah. when you aren't quite right, you'll be able to make adjustments quicker. And not only again, not only as individuals, but even when you're working with teams. Yeah. So that that's so we're working on a summit to try to help people. I mean, they're not gonna they wouldn't come out of the summit as they can resolve all problems, but we <laughs> want to give them this baseline of understanding. So hopefully now they have some uh, the uh, head start and confidence that they can go out there and start practicing and learning. Oh, that's that's awesome. So I didn't know the answer to that question. So you heard it here first, uh, a preview of future products from the Lean Frontiers team. Um, I think that sounds fascinating. And Jim is always a, uh, a great curator, integrator, explainer of the the lean body of knowledge so whether putting on a summit or of course joining me here so jim i thank you for sharing your perspective your knowledge and your uh your your thirst for learning uh in a continued form so thank you so much well thank you jamie it's all we always have we have always have a great time chatting so i always enjoy it absolutely fantastic thank you thanks for listening to the people solve problems podcast Let's keep the conversation going. Visit jflinch.com for more episodes and other content. And continue to join us on your podcast app, of course. We greatly appreciate your feedback through reviews and ratings. Consider expanding your understanding of problem solving with Jamie's book, People Solve Problems, The Power of Every Person, Every Day, Every Problem. Available on Amazon. Until next time, keep learning, innovating, and solving problems.